0: Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Roto-World Football Podcast. As you know, it is the most important podcast in the universe. I got to tell you, I am thrilled, excited, jazzed up to be doing this episode. So thank you so much for listening, as is Ray Summerlin, who I'll get to in a moment. But first, thank you so much for tuning into Roto-World Live. Every Sunday, noon Eastern, Roto-World's YouTube page. If you never knew Roto-World had a YouTube page, You're not too far behind. It was only a couple months old, but go and search on YouTube, R-O-T-O-W-O-R-L-D, and you'll find our Sunday show along with videos throughout the week. Also, subscribe to this show if you enjoy it at any moment at all, because we have this episode Tuesday, another episode Thursday, and another episode on Friday with most of the Rotorold football crew. With that said, we also have Ray Sumlin joining us today. Ray writes the waiver column on Rotorold. As you know, Ray, before we get into football, and there's a lot to hit on, including the Mari Cooper trade and some other players people can pick up to kind of change their future in their fantasy league. Let me start with the most important question in the universe on the most important podcast in the universe. Are you ready for this? Let's do it. Which of these did you choose? Bulbasaur, Charmander or Squirtle?
1: (laughs) Uh, I think you've actually asked me this before. I was always I you know I I would like to play through with all of them just to kind of see how things go. But I was a first
0: one that came to mind
1: Charmander for sure. I was a uh, I'm a fiery fiery fellow, and so I always uh, I always like to play through with uh, and get to Charizard. So I was uh, that would be always be my first choice. But then I you know then you play through with all of them just see how it goes. You know what
0: I would assume that the world's population is probably. Forty five percent Squirtle, forty five percent Charmander, and ten percent Bulbasaur. Do yeah, you agree? I believe
1: that's probably correct. Yeah,
0: because it's kind of like a Hufflepuff. Like, who would ever want to be a Hufflepuff? Who would ever <laughs> want to choose Bulbasaur from the start?
1: I like, I like what the Harry Potter houses sound like. are on that. Is that everybody just lies? Like what they are? <laughs> like I'm Slytherin. I'm fine with it. Right. Right. Like it doesn't. Right. Like I'm all right with it. But like everybody's like, oh, I'm Gryffindor. No, you're not. Maybe I've not. seen I've seen you in a, I've seen you in a scary movie. You're not that brave.
0: <laughs> That's all I wanted to know. Let's move on to football. Um, Amari Cooper was dealt today, Ray. Amari Cooper was traded for a first round pick to the Dallas Cowboys. It's first focus on the Amari Cooper side of this. Does anything change in terms of his outlook, other than adding another bye week onto it? Because it's not like this Dallas passing game is worth. Ten pennies, unless they're facing the Jacksonville Jaguars. Apparently,
1: yeah. I mean, he's he's trading a dysfunctional pass offense that he knew for a dysfunctional pass offense that he doesn't know. So I don't really understand how that can be viewed as you know an upgrade. It wasn't like he had a lot of competition for targets in Oakland. We're talking about you know Jordy Nelson, Seth Roberts, Mar- or Martavis Bryant, who wasn't you know really particularly playing that much when whenever Cooper was there and healthy. So yeah, so there's not like. There's not much there. There wasn't much competition there. There's obviously not as much competition in Dallas either. They, you know, Michael Gallup has kind of come to the fore a little bit here. Alan Hearns hasn't been anything. Cole Beasley's going to do Cole Beasley things. So it's, it's, yeah, it looks like a very similar situation from a fantasy perspective for him with the caveat that now he's going to an offense that he doesn't actually know. So it's, it's maybe even a slight downgrade for him.
0: Yeah. If, if anything, if we want to walk down Narrative Street here, Ray. Like the Cowboys will want to make it known that their investment or do their best to that their investment is solid and was sound. So maybe, maybe we can see some forced receptions in the direction of Amari Cooper, which wasn't the case really in Oakland. So, but,
1: but kind of to your point though, I mean, we did see him when he got targets this year. And, yeah. you know, he wasn't yeah. getting targeted, not because Derek Carr hates him, but you know, he wasn't particularly playing well. But in those games in which he was able to get open, we saw him be the dynamic Amari Cooper that that we've seen at times, you know, that's inconsistency that's kind of peppered his career. So it's so maybe if they are going to go in and get him those targets and force him those targets, then, yeah, maybe it will end up actually being a positive. It's a very good point.
0: It's kind of amazing that he's still just 24 years old and turns 25 in June. Is he younger than
1: Calvin?
0: No, he's like six months older than Calvin Ridley, I believe, (laughs) but that's it. Um, he's younger than Kenny Galladay, which is. amazing To think about. Yeah. Uh, okay. He's also about to be a lot more wealthy than Kenny Galladay because his contract is running up and that's the difference. Uh, So on the flip side of this Ray with Oakland, uh, tell me I'm wrong when I say that Jalen Rashard is going to be their leading receiver the rest of the way.
1: (laughs) I can't like, I really can't. And that was one of the big, you know, even before this trade happened, the, probably the biggest question on the wire was where do you go at running back and Marshawn Lynch officially placed on IR on Monday. We kind of expected that to happen. You have those two running backs. They have replaced him and Doug Martin, uh, you know, friend of the podcast, Doug Martin, or at least friend of my podcast, (laughs) Doug Martin, Uh, friend of race
0: fantasies, Doug Martin,
1: (laughs) and and Jalen Rashard. And so where do you, where do you go with that? And I'm kind of leaning, landing on the Jalen Rashard side for, for, Part of the reason why you just mentioned there, I mean, who are they going to throw to now? They have Jordy Nelson still. Jared Cook is their number one wide receiver in my mind. Like that's their de facto number one at this point. We'll see if Martavis Bryant gets more involved. I do think that Martavis Bryant is worth uh, adding in in kind of deeper leagues to just see what happens and see where this goes. You have Seth Roberts maybe, who's also another name just to know in deep leagues and one of those one of those deep cut kind of guys. But yeah, Jalen richard he's already on pace for 83 catches. He was already being heavily used because the Raiders have been down big so often, especially the last couple of weeks. I think that if you look at this Raiders team that's in full-on tank mode now, I don't think there's any way that they can avoid that that's what they're doing right now. You think, all right, who fits that better? Is it Doug Martin, who hasn't been good since 2015? And oh, by the way, Marshawn Lynch was struggling to get carries. If you go and look at his carry log, he was struggling to get carries in this offense. Is it going to be that guy? Or is it going to be the guy who's used on passing downs for a team that now desperately needs them and for a quarterback who really doesn't like to throw down the field? I I'm leaning towards the passing guy myself.
0: Was that difficult? A conclusion for you to come to, Ray? Did you have to stare in the mirror for a few hours today and realize like, hey, Doug Martin, I can't do this anymore. I can't, I have to quit you finally.
1: Well, act like I don't have him second in my rankings. And also <laughs> And also, I had I tweeted out as soon as the Lynch news came out last week. I, I tweeted out, you know, to all the followers, don't let me fall in again to this yeah. Doug Martin thing. Yeah. Don't don't let it happen. And uh, I, I'm avoiding it. I, I do think, by the way, all joking aside, you need to add Doug Martin because yeah. we don't know how this is going to go. Obviously, I think that Richard is going to be the one there, but there's really not much else at running back out there on the waiver wire. You have Mostert still out there who I do like quite a bit. Ronald Jones. We'll see what's going on with Peyton Barber's injury, but there's really not you know, Chris ivory, but you know, what are you going to do with that? So there's really not much out there. So I do think that Doug Martin still needs to be rostered in all leagues, but if I'm, if I'm picking one of them, Richard would be the one I would pick.
0: Right. I just want you to know that we've all been there in relationships. You know, <laughs> we've had to take a step back and realize this person just isn't right for us. And yeah. so if you ever need like a sounding board, I'm your guy. All right.
1: Uh, Speaking
0: of some of those other running backs, Ray, you wanted to talk about Raheem Mostert because once again, to the surprise of no one, Matt Breida picked up another injury in the game, was able to return, but this is a weekly occurrence for Mr. Breida.
1: Yeah. And as we talked about last week, you can never count Breida out of the game because he is, he is related to Wolverine, but you know, he played just five snaps against the Rams on his first carry. He aggravated his ankle injury. Then on his fifth carry, he aggravated again, and that was that was it. He was left for the rest of the game. He did not play in the second half, I don't believe. I did not see him on the field in the second half. And then Moster, as you're calling him, is, is, that, is that actually the pronunciation for him?
0: Um, you know, I'm trying to work on my French as much okay. as possible. Since I uh, don't have time for a vacation, I thought I would teach myself.
1: <laughs> ah, well, good work. So Moster as we're going to call him, you know, he came in and he was explosive. He had something like 48 yards on his first, first four touches. He had 78 total yards in the game on just 11 touches. And the 49ers still gave the ball to Alfred Morris nine times for some reason, who, and he didn't really do much, much with the work. And so you look at it and you go, all right, well, I don't know what's going to happen here in this situation. I don't know if Brita, is going to be able to keep playing, or if they're finally going to rest him. Even if they rest Breida, I don't know if they're going to continue to use Alfred Morris. But what I'm looking at is a pretty weak list of running backs out there mm-hmm. on the wire. And so I'm going to take a shot on a player who now, two weeks in a row, has proven to be extremely explosive, especially with they get the Cardinals this week. And we know how the Cardinals struggle against the run. So I, I have him third on my list behind Doug Martin. I kind of went back and forth on that. But I think, you know, kind of weak week. There you go. For, for running backs, I'm going to go and try to get the explosive option.
0: She knew it's powerful. Ray vivid seats is powerful. Vivid seats is a sponsor of ours. So I know I've done their ad read for a few weeks now, but if you're doing anything this upcoming week, this upcoming weekend, I mean like a sporting event, like a show, anything go and check out vivid seats. And when you do Go to Google Play or the App Store and download the V-I-V-I-D Seats app and enter promo code ROTO, R-O-T-O, and you get 10% off your first order. Ray, we're going to do math again?
1: Let's do it. I I, I live for this part of the show.
0: Okay. Let's say the seats are $52, okay? Tricky. And you get 10% off, right? Yeah. So that means we have to take out – $5 $5 and 20 cents. Yeah, that's correct. So that would be $46 and 80 cent tickets.
1: Correct. That is correct. Yes, that yes, is correct. Yes, yes. I get I it.
0: Vivid yeah. seats will not force you to do the math. Only I have to, again, download the app on Google play or iTunes app store, V I V I D seats and use promo code Roto for 10% off. And again, all Tickets are guaranteed, whatever show you're going to, whatever event you're going to, use vivid seats because they support us. Ray, let's keep it going. Uh Ronald Jones scored a touchdown. Ronald Jones knows where the end zone is. Is this a potential um trend that can continue? Because I even saw, I think today, that Dirk Cutter was hinting that Peyton Barber might end up on the injured list this week.
1: Yeah, Peyton Barber did not play. I believe he only had one carry in the fourth quarter and it came pretty early. He didn't play the rest of the fourth quarter. He didn't play in overtime. Although I will say, Jacquez Rogers played most of those snaps, so it wasn't like uh, Ronald Jones was in there. But he didn't play a lot of those snaps. It looked like he suffered an injury. Dirt Cutter seemed to confirm that during a press conference on Monday. He did say, you know, we'll have an injury report on Wednesday, so we don't really know what you know how bad it is. But that that is kind of a big checkmark for Ronald Jones, saying, all right, if Ronald if Peyton Barber's out, Ronald Jones is probably going to have to share time with Jaquiz Rogers, but he could end up being the starting back moving forward. But I think it's more important than that is you take a look at how Jones was used even before that. We saw them come out of the bye and Peyton Barber just be the clear lead back. That wasn't really this case this last week. Um, Ronald Jones was mixing in with the offense more than he had been in week six, even before Barber went down. So I look at all that and I think that his rest of season outlook is pointing up. And then you also have that added benefit of, well, if, if Peyton Barber is forced to set... Then Jones could could be a starter this week in a pretty good matchup against the Bengals. So all of that, all that points to me is Ronald Jones being a pretty good pickup this week.
0: What do you want to talk about with the Packers wide receivers? What is up with that bunch right now, Ray?
1: Well, we've actually seen because they've been out for so long, Randall Cobb and Geronimo Allison have been dropped in a lot of leagues. Randall Cobb is available in 48% of Yahoo leagues. Geronimo Allison is available in excuse me available in fifty two percent of Yahoo leagues and Geronimo Allison is um, rostered in just thirty seven percent of Yahoo leagues. So there there are a lot of they're out there in, in quite a few leagues and we don't know for sure that they're going to be back coming out of the buy, but it really seems like that's going to be the case. Mike McCarthy wouldn't say on Monday. You know we record this on a Monday, but it seemed like they're going to be out there. We should know on Tuesday before waivers run. But you look at the situation; it's kind of tough to value these wide receivers. I mean, I look at Randall Cobb and even without the injury concerns over the first three games, he was a high volume receiver. He had 27 targets in those first three games. But if you take out that 75 yard touchdown against the bears, his overall numbers were pretty bad. He averaged just 7.4 yards on his 16 other catches. He had 30 yards in week two. He had 22 yards in week three. You know, he was playing with a, a, even more hobbled than now. Aaron Rodgers, so perhaps we'll see better moving forward. But it wasn't really that impressive of performance. And then you go look at Mo Allison, who, on limited work over those first three weeks, he only saw 14.6 percent of the Packers' targets. He was able to make those count. He averaged 70 yards a game over those first three games. Had two touchdowns total over that span. And so you you, it's really tough to kind of judge how this is going to work out. I expect Randall Cobb will come back, be the number two receiver like he was those first three games, especially since Geronimo Allison is coming back from injury himself. But I'm not convinced that Cobb is going to be a slam dunk, reliable fantasy option, even once he gets back from injury, because we didn't see a lot of a lot of good things from him those first three weeks.
0: One, subscribe to this podcast if you have not yet, if you're enjoying it at any moment. And two, go check out our friends over at Draft.com. Talked about draft all summer long with best ball leagues. But guess what? It doesn't end there. It thankfully keeps going during the season. Draft.com is different than any of your other DFS platforms because guess what? You draft. It's not salary cap based. So you're going to end up with different lineups than you have on those other sites. And right now, if you go to Draft.com slash World or enter promo code RotoWorld in the app that you download from the App Store or Google Play, you get a free $3 entry when you deposit funds into your draft account. Again, it's as easy as drafting a quarterback, drafting two running backs, drafting two wide receivers and tight ends. There are three-person drafts, six-person drafts, 10-person drafts, all price ranges, And they start as soon as they fill. So again, go check out draft.com slash RotoWorld or enter promo code RotoWorld for that three or that free $3 entry. Ray, let's go with Traquan Smith, someone who on this list of every single player we've talked about might be the most intriguing to me because the potential is there. The ceiling is there. And I think he just becomes more and more of a part of this offense, even though, as we saw, there was a big game and then, what, a bye week, and then this past week against the Ravens, which is a difficult team to have a second coming out party for.
1: Yeah, and I mean, when when we did this last week, whenever I wrote this column last week, I actually had Smith behind Cameron Meredith because I expected Ted Ginn to come back. Yeah, But then Ted Ginn goes on injured reserve, and that opens up, a giant role in this Saints offense that Smith is, is singularly kind of fit to fill, right? And we saw that against the Ravens. He only caught three passes for 44 yards. By the way, that might be great news for those who failed to pick up Trayvon Smith last week. You're going to get another shot at it here and maybe not have much excitement. But if you go and look at the underlying numbers, Smith was tied for second on the team with six targets. He ran more routes than everyone on the team except Michael Thomas. That includes... Hmm. You know the running backs, that includes Ben Watson. He played 34 more snaps than Cameron Meredith in that game. So you look at all those underlying numbers, and it's pretty clear that he is, or at least was in that game, the number two receiver. And you mentioned it, the Ravens, that's the toughest matchup right now in football. That is the best defense in football right now. And he still caught three passes for 44 yards. In this offense, with Drew Brees as his quarterback, with what he's able to do down the field, and I think that his upside is higher. You you might not have been too excited about what we saw from Ted Ginn last year, early the season. How dare you? I think you. that Smith. How,
0: how dare you, first of all? I know. I was I know. so nice to, to, to Doug Martin for you, and and you just throw Ted Ginn under the bus like that. How well, dare Ted Ginn,
1: you? Hold on. Let me say, Ted Ginn was really, he was good at real football, but he wasn't really getting the targets that we, that we wanted, especially last season. Especially last season, he wasn't getting the targets we wanted. But I think that Smith, even if his target share is not higher than what we've seen from Ginn, I think that Smith, because of just how unbelievably explosive he can be down the field, I think that Smith can even be productive then. I, I would pick up Trey Clon Smith over Randall Cobb for the mm-hmm. reasons that I said, the concerns I had with Cobb earlier. I, I doubt that that is a majority opinion. And so I, I think that Trey Clon Smith is someone who, especially coming off a quote-unquote disappointing game against the Ravens, might be available for cheaper than, than he otherwise should be out there on the wire.
0: Let's close it out with deep cuts because I'm frustrated with you right now, right? Fair enough. Uh does someone like a Chris Herndon apply here?
1: Yeah, Chris Herndon is if you know if you're if you're needy at tight end, I will say tight end has gotten a little bit, a little bit better, better later lately. You know, Vance McDonald, CJ Ozoma, um Ed Dixon comes back this week. But yeah, if you need someone <laughs> at tight end, I, I'm telling you, he's the number one tight end in Seattle. But if you need some if you need someone to tie it in Chris Herndon's there. He probably should have been on the list last week, but he he really didn't play many snaps. He only had two targets. That changed this week. He he had seven targets. He could see another boost in playing time after looking pretty good against the Vikings. So he's interesting. Another deep cut name is DJ Chark. There are a lot of wide receivers in Jacksonville, but none of them have really been playing well. Charks' role has kind of slowly been growing, so that's that's an interesting name to kind of keep an eye on. And then if we're talking about Oakland, we might as well talk about DeAndre Washington who has been who has been inactive really all season. That's probably going to change now with Lynch on injured reserve. It'll be interesting to see, you know, kind of what happens with him. So if you're in a super deep league, maybe keep an eye on him.
0: All right, Ray. You can go check out Ray's rankings of how he ranks the players we just mentioned over on Rotoworld. His column is on there. And Ray also hosts the Roto-World football podcast every single Thursday, and I'll be back on Friday. So until then, we'll talk to you all soon. See ya.